Red Raiders. Hello, Thread Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators, with the occasional side quest for swashes and buckles. Uh, I am your host, Fenwald Griswick. And I am Chaotic Anarchy. And sadly, uh, David Steele cannot be here with us today. However, we have two fantastic guests from Nerds From Nowhere. We have Devin and Joe. Hello. Gentlemen, say hello. Hello. Um, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for subbing in at this uh, late date. We really appreciate you helping us out. Yeah. yeah no, we're, no, no we're problem. Excited. It's big shoes to fill if we're filling in for David. I know. I know. We have to make him proud. <laughs> we will not do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, do your mediocre. <laughs> Perfect. We might be able to handle that. <laughs> we excel at just getting by. So today on the Thread Raiders podcast, uh, we're going to start off by interviewing Devin and Joe, who are here from Nerds From Nowhere. Then we're going to go into our new segment with Grizz. I hear he's got a couple of amazing articles today. And then followed by our segment filled with lots of gaming from E3 Games, where we talk about Square Enix, Microsoft, Nintendo, you name it. We're going to cover all of them. And then shortly after that, we're going to do What's in the Box with Grizz. And I'm excited to see what Devin and Joe have in store for us today. It's party time! So, Devin and Joe, you are nerds from nowhere. Where is nowhere and how far is it from Bella Fort J in South Dakota? Um, the answer to that question is seven. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well done. Very good. You've passed our first quiz question. All right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, really, to us, nowhere can be anywhere. So uh, it's probably exactly at that place in South Dakota (laughs) that you were talking about. (laughs) Nowhere for us um, more refers to the middle of Utah. That's that's where we're we're from. Really? So like the Salt Lake City area? No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Very passionate about that. Not that we were casting dispersions. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I mean, I like Salt Lake City. It's just we're we're very nowhere in Utah. So, okay. We we both live two hours on either side about of of Salt Lake City. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're separated from each other by quite a distance. So for those who don't know, Nerds from Nowhere is one of my favorite podcasts. So Devin and Joe, tell us a little more about it. How'd you guys get started? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, So Joe and I have been friends since high school. Well, kind of. Uh, How much of a a story do you want here? (laughs) Oh, I want the whole story and nothing but the story. Okay. All right. So three minutes after you were born, the nurse came to you and said, go. (laughs) Well, three minutes after I was born, no. Smacked you in the ass and called you Joseph. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I um, I met Joe in high school and uh, we we knew each other, um, but we weren't super close. Right, Joe? 
We always wanted to be friends, but we didn't hang out with the same people, so we just kind of respected each other from afar. Yeah, <laughs> that that's a good way to explain it. And then, I don't even know how many years after high school, I kind of randomly ran into him uh, while I was working in uh, it was Provo, Utah, which is... That's where two of the Ocean's Eleven are from. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Yep, yep. Oh. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, in Ocean's Eleven, the original, not the original, the one with George Clooney, mm-hmm. um, the two guys are standing on a racetrack, and one of them has a toy truck, and the other one has a real truck, and the real truck runs over the toy truck. They're standing in Provo when that happens. Yeah. R- right. Yeah. That's, he's absolutely correct. I forgot about that. <laughs> yes. But now, that racetrack is the only thing in Provo. Outside of that, there's a handful of tents, and then that's it. Right. That's right. You, yeah. You, it's like you've been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we were in one of those tents. <laughs> and then um, I ran into Joe and we started our epic bromance, as we like to call it. No. So we just became friends. And ever since then, we've always just talked about doing something together, it's doing something fun and interesting and something we love. And we something never did creative. it. Yeah. And finally, one day, we finally just decided to start a podcast. Um, we, we're both huge nerds, um, uh, me slightly larger cause I'm, I'm tall and fat <laughs> and uh, so that, that's how nerds from nowhere came about. And we decided to call ourselves nerds from nowhere cause we live in the middle of nowhere. And now I think it's, is it Joe's wife helps with the editing too? Yeah, that's correct. She does a lot of the, the last maybe five episodes she's done probably 95% of the editing for us. Oh, cool. And what's her name? Her name's Lexi. Lexi, we're doing a shout out to you. <laughs> Thank you for all the editing on one of my favorite podcasts. <laughs> she will love that. She's always like, you don't ever talk about me. Well, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, well, she's going to be in on this one because uh, she also helps out with the watching of TV shows, does she not? She does. Ooh. Definitely. <laughs> yes. In the episode titled The Chalupa Cabra, you talked about uh, Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. You were watching the new version of season four where they recut it, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. I I was a huge Arrested Development fan. I watched seasons one through three, but I haven't seen four yet. I was wondering if you could just kind of tell me from your personal point of view, do you think that season four is faithful to the originals? Oh, boy. I, no that's pressure. A loaded, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I think season four is good. I think seasons one, two, and three are great. I think season four is good. And they do... I, I think that the the people behind that show really they're doing it just as a fan service. They really want to be faithful to to the originals. I think four fell a little bit short. The recut is definitely better. Okay, and and it, it it's good, but you need to go in with an open mind. It's not the same. Um, and, and you know, season five gets closer to form than than season four did. And they're they're both good, but they're, it's almost like a, a tribute to the original show rather than a continuation. Because I know that all of the actors are kind of out there doing their own thing, and so they all have to be filmed at different times with weird schedules and all that, because they're all huge stars now. So I assume that it's never going to be exactly the same, but you know, do you feel like season five might be moving us a little bit closer? Oh, for sure. Uh, without a doubt. It's definitely a lot a lot closer to the original three seasons. Nice. It's in the banana stand. <laughs> <laughs> the whole yes. season. It's my favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I have to say that at least 
two or three times a day, I make a chicken noise. Uh, <laughs> if you hear it randomly on the podcast, that's what yeah, that's about. Yeah, <laughs> it could come up at any moment. <laughs> now, the Chalupa Cabra, on a scale of one to ten, how much of your podcast is dedicated to cryptozoology? Two? We did, we did half of one episode out of 13. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my my heart is like 90% uh, dedicated to the Chalupa Cabra specifically. I, I was going to say, <laughs> I really thought that you were more of a, a champ guy. He's more of a champ guy? Why'd you think that? Well, because he, he really likes champ. I, I do. I do really love champ, the American Nessie. But uh, <laughs> so ever since we invented the Chalupa Cabra, I, I, he's Haven't like been my the baby. Same since. <laughs> That's true. Ever since we invented the Chalupa Cabra, I've been kind of obsessed as well. I'm a jackalope man myself. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too. Let's be honest. Is the jackalope really as cool as the Chalupa Cabra? No. I, I mean, the Chalupa Cabra is delicious. What does a <laughs> jackalope have going for it? Well, I, I haven't. I haven't really tasted the. See, the the jackalope. The nice thing about that is you get the trophy because it's got the horns, but it also has a real lean meat. It's leaner than turkey, uh, so it's also healthy. Ooh. That is true. Oh, you should that make that point. one of your next commercials for your podcast. <laughs> Brought to you by Jackalope Sandwiches. <laughs> now, do you guys come up with those commercials together? We do. Yeah. Yeah, we, I love the mashed potato one. I think it's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> We we come up with ideas and Devin usually turns it into a commercial style uh, segment. My favorite so far is the sad clown dressed as John Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> so I was on your Twitter feed earlier today and I noticed uh, you guys have a hashtag uh, NFN give me stuff. <laughs> what was that all about? Uh, we just had a giveaway for one of our t-shirts and... That that was the hashtag we chose for it. <laughs> this is the imagination. It's like TV for your brain shirt. Yeah, that w- that was the T-shirt. Um, we'll probably give away another T-shirt in the future, uh, but you can still buy that T-shirt on our yes, store. To so. me, You're going to give me one. I'm very excited. Yeah, we did say we would give you one. Wait, you said it's on the website. How much is it on your website? I um. <laughs> Price. <laughs> they're I don't around remember. twenty. I don't know exactly. Yeah, they're around they're, twenty. They're okay. around twenty. So, listeners, the prices that you hear on the show may change <laughs> if you're listening to this in the future. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the name of the website so people can find this T-shirt? So our website is uh, www.nerdsfromnowhere.com. There's a link on there that says store if you want to buy merchandise. Now, let me ask you this. In the episode 10th anniversary, you discussed how the television channel Sci-Fi changed the spelling of its name to S-Y-F-Y. Right. Uh, Their parent company did that. uh, Their parent company was NBC. uh, Did that in 2009, which was prior to Twitter adding an additional 140 characters. Do you think that those two are related? Do you think that Twitter is indirectly responsible for uh, this abomination of a logo? <laughs> I say either way, we blame them. Uh, the blame needs to go somewhere. <laughs> Might as well be excellent. Them. Yeah, excellent. When in doubt, agree with Grizz. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Th- this makes perfect sense to me. It's not something I'd ever thought of, but it sounds like a good conspiracy. That was the first suggestion I've ever heard for who to blame. So I'm, that that's what I'm going with. Yeah. Right now, the logo says Siffy. 
And that sounds more like an STI than anything else. So I feel like they missed the mark on that one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We need to start a start a movement online to bring back sci-fi. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure I got Siffy once. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> did you dirty... want to talk about it? Yeah, it was it was um, on a. It's the nerdiest of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> You got it at a truck stop uh, bathroom. No. <laughs> um, That's the other thing in Provo. This is getting hot. So you interviewed our very own David Steele, one of our amazing Threadvaders, and he's also on uh, Empire Steel as well. Um, we heard the episode called I Heart David, and it was really, really good. So how did you meet David? Facebook. <laughs> actually i had uh i joined some podcasting group and there was like a list of people that were willing to be guests on somebody's <laughs> show and uh i think he was our first guest ever so i i just reached out to a few people and he responded because he's a wonderful person he he was our second guest to be technical uh our friend tyler was our first guest oh that's right our friend tyler he was the fly fishing one or was he the universe one DC he was the uh, D- he was on the episode DC Universe offline. That's right. Now Dave's episode is called "I Heart David." Uh, since then, his ego has mushroomed <laughs> profoundly. <laughs> uh, it, can you have him on again, and then this time call the new episode "David is both humble and self-effacing"? <laughs> um, Dave, we love you, buddy. Yeah, you guys are actually fairly new to the Thread Raiders team, and I'm so excited to have you a part of it. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your experiences with Thread Raiders? Well, the first time we heard about it was actually when David was on our show. He he was a little cryptic about it. He just said, hey, I'm involved with, with this group called Thread Raiders, and we do some stuff, and you guys should <laughs> check it out. Yeah. Um, so I th- Devin got into it before I did, um, but he, he was talking about it so much and he was saying how much positivity and love that, that he found in the group. I just I just couldn't uh, couldn't stay away. He got me an invite recently and I have to say all of the interactions that I've had so far have been just so positive and so uplifting. Um, I've just been really excited to, to be a part of it. Yeah. And I, I was just really excited because. Generally speaking, Joe's my only friend, so I was like, people are talking to me. <laughs> so Now, now everyone else knows how great you are, Devin. I know. <laughs> I I heart Devin. <laughs> yes. Well listen, you gentlemen refer to yourselves as nerds Uh-oh. from nowhere. I uh, feel a yeah. quiz coming on. Uh oh. We're going to get to the bottom ding, ding, of this, okay? You can't just toss around... Uh, <laughs> can't be all willy-nilly like with your nerd knowledge. Sobriquets like that without being checked. So we have a very fast, small quiz we would like you to take <laughs> just to uh, make sure we're going to ask you some nerd questions. And uh, the more you answer, the more we'll believe you. <laughs> all right. Okay. We're totally going to fail. Awesome. <laughs> well, knowing is half the battle. That's all right. right. <laughs> so question number one. Mario is to Wario as Luigi is to blank. Waluigi. Correct. Well done. You got your first question correct. That was a softball. The questions get progressively harder as we go along. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. Question number two. What is the name of the primary robotic enemy in Battlescar Galactica? Uh, Cylons. Correct. Wow. Excellent nerdiness. 
You were doing quite well. I was going to say be... the pits in Edward James Olmos's face, but. <laughs> <laughs> you guys could be on Big Bang. Question number three, even harder than the last one. What is the name of Ron Weasley's rat? Scabbers. Correct. Boom. Well done, Joe. I didn't Thank know that you. one. <laughs> what creator of Star Trek was on the board of the original sci-fi channel prior to his death in 1992? Gene Roddenberry. Correct. Follow-up question. What famous science fiction author and inventor of the three laws of robotics was also on the same board? Isaac Asimov. Correct. Holy crap. We should have this more often. <laughs> I'm just going to start Googling shit now. <laughs> what is the sci-fi channel slogan? Imagine greater. Ooh, you're so close. Ooh. They actually changed it to it's a fan thing. Oh, I knew that. Oh. Another bad decision. It's <laughs> another bad decision. <laughs> well, that question doesn't matter, and neither do any of the others, because this is the only question that matters in the entire quiz. Uh -oh. Question number one. In a 2016 science fiction movie, action star Donnie Yen plays the blind monk Chirut Imwi, who stunned audiences by kicking 14 stormtroopers' asses using what midichlorian-based phenomenon? The Force? That is incorrect. That was a trick question. There's no such thing as a midichlorian-based <laughs> phenomenon. You are not nerds. Oh, no. Jacques. They can be redeemed. Midichlorians are an offense to all things nerdiness and a cash grab <laughs> by so uh, you, profiteers who shall remain nameless. You said what midichlorian-based thing, not... They do exist. You didn't say that it shouldn't exist because they shouldn't exist, but <laughs> technically it is still canon, so... First of all, the problem is you think that I said that. <laughs> I, I'm in charge of editing, so really I didn't say you that. You said it whatever you want. <laughs> I submit. And now we're moving on to the news. <laughs> well done. We're, well we're going to have to change the name of our podcast to just From Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It sounds like it's the time for Grizz's news segment. Hey, Grizz. Yes, ma'am. Do you know of any ghost towns? So there is a ghost town that I happen to know about. It's called Cerro Gordo, which mm. is uh, which means Fat Hill. <laughs> and uh, Fat Hill Ghost Town is actually up for sale. Oh. Uh, if you have one million dollars oh, sitting around doing it? absolutely oh, nothing, that's it, tiny little bit, you can actually own your own ghost town. 300 acres, including a hotel, a church, uh, what is presumably a brothel, several homes, and a bunkhouse. Um, this used to be an old silver mining town uh, in California. Uh, it is eight miles from the nearest anything, really. Uh, it's out in the middle of nowhere, between Death Valley and US 395. Is the brothel still functioning? <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. I assume you have to stock it yourself. Oh. I'm going to buy it and have Devin work there for me. <laughs> Deal. In the brothel or in the church? In the brothel. Um, church on the weekends, though. Yeah. Certainly. You'll have to repent after all the brothel visits. <laughs> I am uh, just a little bit short on money. Just a little yes. bit. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't quite have a million. I, I think I have $35. 
So it turns out Christopher Columbus is a lot like Carmen Sandiego. And he was currently found in Atlanta, but kidnapped by the Vatican. Is that true, Grizz? Now, you say Christopher Columbus like everybody's going to know who that is. Um. Uh, But for those of you who have been out of school for a while, you may have forgotten. Christopher Columbus was the idiot who discovered (laughs) Cuba and Haiti. His first voyage, he took three ships, 86 men, 43 days worth of food on a 120-day voyage. He falsely believed that the planet was shaped like a pear, even though that every scientist that he had met in the court of Spain disagreed with him. His second voyage, he brought 17 ships, because everybody was very excited, and then murdered most of the indigenous people of Hispaniola. On his third voyage, he took six ships, uh, looking for a connection to India, and stopped by Trinidad and Venezuela. Um, He then sailed back, picked up his brothers, and sailed back to Spain, where he was immediately arrested for what would be the equivalent of war crimes. Uh, He then was, uh, they dropped the charges. He was given a fourth voyage where he sailed back to Hispaniola, was kicked out, sailed to Jamaica where his boats became riddled with worms and then sank. He was rescued a year later, died two years later, insisting that he had actually been to India and had found a new way to Asia, which of course he had not. Oh, and Yes, this week, an $800,000 letter written by Columbus that was stolen from the Vatican 14 years ago was found safe and sound in Atlanta and returned. I have a personal beef with Columbus Day, so I wanted to get all that out. Columbus Day was started by Richard Nixon, uh, the worst of all the presidents. So there you go. So are you in the camp? We're uh, calling it National Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh-oh. I could see where that would be all right. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, de- I definitely think that it should be changed. Or canceled, one or the other. <laughs> but yeah, if Indigenous People Day is uh, the better option, I think then changing that's fine. the name would be good because I have off on that day. <laughs> I don't want it to be canceled. <laughs> I think it should be Amerigo Vespucci Day. He's the guy who America is actually named after. I'm in that camp. I like that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, too. it's still Italian. It's still we all eat pasta on that day. It's the. Uh, <laughs> it's still. Yeah, nothing really changes except for the name. Perfect. Brilliant. So, you know what I really love, Grizz? What's that? Squirrels. And I found out that I could get them in bulk from Oregon. Well, (laughs) squirrels can carry diseases. Most people don't know that. Most people see squirrels and they think, oh, they're so cute and fluffy. They are so fluffy. Yes. It turns out that they also might be deadly. (gasps) Uh, A child in Idaho spent some time in Oregon camping and apparently was bitten by a flea and contracted the bubonic plague. Holy crap. Yersinia pestis was apparently inside of uh, this flea, and so this is the first case of bubonic plague in America in a really, really long time. Um, This news story ultimately is about telling your children not to play with dead or live squirrels. Uh, a very important lesson, I think. Was that the end of your of your segment? <laughs> yeah, that was it. Don't oh, play with dead squirrels. Oh, that just ended abruptly. <laughs> That's all I got. I was busy looking at these pictures of this brothel that is in Russia. <laughs> really? I am. <laughs> <laughs> a brothel with real women? <laughs> no, conveniently enough, they're not. It looks like they might be robots. How avant-garde. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yes, it turns out that Moscow has uh, opened the first ever uh, sex doll brothel. Well, first time for everything. I know I know where CA is going this summer. <laughs> yeah. 
We already got my ticket. What CA's into. <laughs> they are very excited because they're also hosting the World Cup this year. And so what they're hoping is that uh, people participating in the World Cup um, uh, may uh, enjoy, <laughs> I guess is the word to describe That's it, enjoy the their goods. Yes. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, participate uh, might be a less uh, you know committal way of saying that. <laughs> Make use of the facilities. Yes, yes. that's a good one. Plunk down seventy nine dollars US in order to get a room with a doll. I think is the best way to describe this. Um, now, of course, if you're not a hundred percent comfortable with the doll, you can just get the room for thirty nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of defeats the purpose of going to the brothel, but it's cheap. <laughs> well, if the very thought of going to a brothel in which there are sex dollars is enough to uh, get you where you got to go, then you can spend half the cost. I feel like that's one of those things you just got to go all the way with. Yeah. Why yeah. Why would you not just spend <laughs> all of the money for the doll? Yeah. Is it just Even- comf- comforting to some people to be in a room where they know people have enjoyed the company of a love doll mm. i think that when you go there it's the atmosphere really that's uh, you know driving this place see i i want to know and don't ask me why i know this because i swear it's not from first-hand experience oh but of course not no of course it's not. a safe space Devin. Safe oh space. good well then i can just <laughs> share all of my deep dark secrets <laughs> oh but i hear that at actual brothels or brothels with actual people they charge more if you want to do like kinky weird stuff. I assume that's not the case if it's a love doll, right? So this might be a really great deal. Yeah. Go like, to Russia today. You can't yeah. afford not to. <laughs> yeah. For one hundred and forty dollars, you can you can hang her from a flagpole and then you know do something like oh, that. Geez. That's fun. <laughs> I mean, for others. <laughs> well, all right. Sold. <laughs> It's promo time. Hey, CA. Yes, Chris? Did you know that June is Women in Tabletop Gaming Month? Really? Is this like National Great Outdoors Month? Or National Papaya Month? Nope. This is a real thing. Oh, tell me more. Women in Tabletop Gaming was a hashtag started by Samantha Darcy, a.k.a. 65th Victor, and a bunch of her friends on Twitter. Sound familiar? Yes, I follow them on Twitter. Well, they've gotten together with a bunch of partnering companies. Just listen to this list. The author, April Presnell. The Broadswords, an all-female Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Broken Dice, Chaosium, The Cyphercast, Dice for Brains, Die by the Dice, Dungeons & Dragons podcast, weird name, but I love the logo, Dungeons & Dragons & Daughters, Fate and the Fable Maidens, Free NPC, Gamercraft Studio, Hexes & Bows, Miskatonic University, whose motto, Timor Incomprehensibilis, means fear that which you do not know. Quest Friends, Reforge Podcast, Roll for Initiative, Suzy QQ on Twitch, you laugh, but she's got over a thousand Twitter followers. The Beholder's Eye Podcast, The Crafting Muse, The Rook and the Raven, The RPG Lab, Tabletop Loot, Web DM, White Wolf Entertainment. Wait, did you just say Tabletop Loot? I did. You mean our Tabletop Loot? Exactly. And listeners, if you go to www.womenintabletopgaming.com, you can take a look at all the sponsors for this month's events, 
In addition, if you go to tabletoploot.com right now, you can get 15% off any order by simply clicking the Women in Tabletop Gaming button conveniently placed right in your cart. No code to remember, just click the button. Tabletop loot, loot for every table. And now, back to our show. Gentlemen, by any chance, do did either of you watch E3? Any parts of E3? I know E3 is several days, but, you know. I watched several parts of it. I read about it. <laughs> I'm not a gentleman, but I saw part of it. We started last week. Actually, we started two weeks ago with our conversation about Fallout 76. Then last week, we got into Bethesda, and we finished up with our conversation about Fallout 76. This is going to be all the things at E3 that was not Fallout 76. So here we go. All right. Uh, The first thing that I want to talk about is Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo actually had a really bad E3, so much so that they had a stock drop as a result of of their E3 presentation. Oh, wow. Their stock dropped 4,000 yen, which was 10%, uh, immediately after their E3 show ended, and it has not recovered since then. Uh, They had a very Spartan uh, showing. There's a game called Damon X Machina, which is a quote-unquote fast-paced mech game. Now, I don't know if any of you have played mech games in the past. There's no such thing as a fast-paced mech game. And when you watch the video for this game, it is definitely not fast-paced. No, it was not at all. These mechs do have, like, uh, jetpacks. So if you want to call that fast-paced in that you can go from, like, ground level to the second floor quicker than usual, then, uh, you know, I'll concede that. But it it is not a very fast-paced game, and it was a very odd showing. Um, after that, uh, Fire Emblem 2, Three Houses. This is a sequel game. Um, it's a tactical role-playing game. Um, they made a big fuss about Fortnite is coming to Nintendo Switch, which you know we're all familiar with Fortnite, so that wasn't even like one of their own properties. Um, they have a new Super Mario Party coming out on October the 5th. That was something. However, in order to play it, you everybody who wants to play has to bring their Switch. You can't play it on the Switch, like five people playing it on a Switch in a house. You all bring your own switches, and then you lay them on the table, and you have to solve puzzles by, like, manipulating them and moving them into, like, the right spots and things like that. Um, and then the other one was Xenoblade Chronicles 2. They, it was just a DLC. Wasn't Mario Party in here somewhere? Uh, no, Smash Brothers. Um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is the new Switch game that's coming out. One of the things that's very interesting is that, so, as they changed from one to the other, they would drop characters every now and then. Mm-hmm. So in this newest version of Smash Brothers, um, they're going to bring back all previous fighters. So in that regard, this was a very positive announcement for people who are into Smash Brothers. Um, The other thing that was big about this announcement is that they explained that you can use GameCube controllers with the new Smash Brothers, even though it's on the Switch. That's cool. I like the the GameCube controllers. Well, especially when compared to like a Switch, if you look at it, it's not really something that you would have like for a competitive player, much less, right. you know, mm-hmm. somebody who's trying to play like a hardcore action game. Just out of curiosity, what do you guys think about Smash Brothers? I'm really excited. I love that they're bringing back all the characters. That's a huge appeal for me. Um, bunch. For, uh, ex- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, for um, fans of Snake, they're bringing back uh, David Hayter. Um, he, didn't, oh. he didn't voice Snake in the last 
uh, in the last Metal Gear game. Um, my nephew is a huge fan. He he said it brought a tear to his eye to hear that they were bringing him back to do the voice. So. <laughs> I always suck at uh, Smash Brother games, so I don't know. I, they're cool, but I'm so terrible. Anytime I, I actually play against a human being, I just get murdered. I love kicking people's asses with Princess Peach. <laughs> <laughs> when she pulls out that golf club, <laughs> that makes my day. <laughs> People get so angry because it's Princess Peach. I'm all about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I I didn't even play a Smash Brothers game until the the GameCube one, and then I played against my roommate at the time, and I could never even figure out what was going on. Like it didn't matter which character I picked, I'd just be like. All right, I'm going to... Oh, I'm dead. I'm just completely dead. The best is like making a map where everything is like on. <laughs> and the map constantly changes and then you get all of these items and people's got pokeballs and everything. And it's just so chaotic. It's fantastic. <laughs> and then I'm dead. I'm, I'm <laughs> always just dead. <laughs> so next up was Square Enix. Um, I am taking these out of order like chronologically, but um, this one's real quick. So Square Enix had a very small show, but they did have some pretty interesting announcements. Um, Dragon Quest XI. Uh, Dragon Quest is a game that first came out in 1986. Uh, this is a what I would describe as a discount Legend of Zelda. Um, but it's super huge in Japan. So they were very excited to announce that. Um, Fall, Final Fantasy XIV is having a crossover event with Monster Hunter World. Normally, Monster Hunter World has characters from other games in it. This is actually going to be Final Fantasy XIV, which is the online MMO, is going to feature characters from Monster World Hunter, which is a little weird. Hmm. Because if you think about an MMO, could you imagine if you were playing World of Warcraft and all of a sudden Mario showed up? Yeah. Like, that just is odd to me. Um, Just Cause 4, uh, they announced. Um, They announced a new game called The Quiet Man. Um, which was very interesting. It's about a main character. The main character is deaf, so he can't actually hear what people are talking or what they're saying to him. But he goes into like the gangland area of his city mm-hmm. and like beats up gangsters and stuff like that, um, which I thought was very interesting. Okay. Shadow of Tomb Raider uh, was mostly like a movie. It's the sequel to the last Tomb Raider game that came out. What they were showing you on the floor was basically like mostly the weather events and like the fire, you know, the atmospherics of the game, and they didn't really show any gameplay. And then the last one, which I'm going to talk about, is Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, They are adding some characters, including uh, characters from the movie Frozen. Rapunzel. Rapunzel. Also, Wreck-It Ralph. Monsters, Inc. I love that movie, Wreck-It Ralph. I thought that was really cute. I, li- I like Rick Ralph. Yeah, a lot. me too. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually played any of the Kingdom Hearts games, um, Shut and up. I, so when I was watching the video, like I didn't really know how to uh, apply what I was looking at to the previous games. Uh, did any of you happen to see Kingdom Hearts three? I I saw the trailer for that, but I'm in the same boat you are. I haven't played them. I've played them all. <laughs> I'm a huge fan, and I've been waiting forever for this third one to come out. It's always like 2.5, 2, <laughs> two, two and 3 quarters. <laughs> like, I just wanted 3 so badly to come out, and it's finally here. And it was one of my pre-orders, one of my many, many pre-orders, which GameStop, I think, loves me <laughs> very much. <laughs> did you get anything with the pre-order? Uh, with Kingdom Hearts, no, I did not, okay. unfortunately. Um, but Fallout, I did, and Black Ops 4, I did. 
So that was pretty cool. Nice. But Kingdom Hearts is really good. Um, it's It looks pretty similar to the other ones. Uh, you're still going from location to location, looking for Keyblades, trying to help out the different worlds. I didn't see too much about what characters from the originals are there, except for Sora, Goofy, Donald, and Mickey Mouse. The original suspects are in there. But uh, I'm really excited to see the new worlds that they created. I know a lot of people love Frozen, and I know that's going to be there. And Pirates of the Caribbean is coming back, and the graphics for that are incredible, as usual. I'm not so sure about what you can collect. I know in the original versions you could collect Dalmatians, and for me being a completist, that's really important for me. (laughs) So I'm hoping that in this third one they're going to bring out some more stuff that you can collect uh, to really add to it. I know that the shipbuilding is still going to be a part of that. For those who like that, um, you could collect all of these different uh, pieces within the universe to help build like these ultimate ships that you can uh, fly in and things like that. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so that'll still be a part of the Kingdom Hearts version. Now, what is this frozen you're speaking of? I've, I've never heard of that. Let it go. Let it go. Oh. No, don't sing. We'll get hit with the oh, copyright. No. <laughs> you're, you're, you're supposed oh, no. to sing something similar, but not quite it. Like, <laughs> don't it hold give too tightly. <laughs> don't hold too tightly. I, we got nothing. Sony had one of the best shows that I have ever seen. Uh, they had some amazing stuff. I feel really bad that I can't talk about all of them, but I'm going to go down the list real quick. Uh, they had a game called Control. Imagine the book 1984 by Orwell uh, meets Star Wars Force Unleashed. This was really impressive. You're trying to do battle with the government, but you have these powers where you can rip things off the wall and hurl them at other people. It was a really interesting game. <laughs> Uh, if you get the chance, check out some of the trailers that are out there. Okay. We'll Another do. game, uh, Death Standing. This is uh, Hideo Kojima, uh, who was the founder of Konami and uh, you know designed Metal Gear Solid, so on and so forth. Um, it created a new stealth game. Uh, basically, it just was characters walking through a very beautiful world. You don't get to see too much of the gameplay yet. Um, and I think they were doing that specifically because they wanted to you know like, kind of keep the atmosphere. Everybody's very excited about a Kojima game. Um, I would personally like to see more of the gameplay so I can understand what the game is, but it certainly was a very beautiful game. Uh, Ghost of, forgive me, it's Tsushima, um, is a ninja game. It's a 3D ninja game with Street Fighter elements. Like Ninja Gaiden? Well... So, Ninja Gaiden was like a side-scroller. This is, you are a ninja, and the camera's like right behind your head, and so you're going through the 3D world stabbing people. If nobody's heard of uh, Bit Brigade, they are incredible. They go to MAGFest, and they play Ninja Gaiden from start to finish without dying the entire time, and their band plays the soundtrack to it. Um, So, I think that's really cool. You should look them up on YouTube. I digress. (laughs) (laughs) what happens is as you're playing the game uh like you'll be going along and you'll be playing the game like you would say an mmo where the camera's right behind your head but then when you meet a boss the camera flips out into a a a side scroller kind of view and you play it you play the boss battle Mm -hmm. like street fighter or like you know uh mortal kombat you know, which is a really interesting and clever mechanic. It is interesting and unique. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. 
Um, Last of Us 2 is coming out. I'm not going to get into that. Resident Evil 2, the remake. So it isn't like a sequel. It's go back a couple years. They're just remaking an old game. Yeah. Uh, I'm never impressed by those, so we'll skip that. No. Spider-Man. There's a new Spider-Man coming out. This was the only game that I thought was tragically flawed. Uh, the physics are practically non-existent. During the trailer, Spider-Man shot a web down <laughs> at the ground and was able to propel himself forward doing that. And this is one of Grizz's things that he looks for in video games. Like It has to be the correct physically. I'm very persnickety <laughs> with my physics. Well, especially since previous Spider-Man games have done a, a pretty decent job with physics. Mm-hmm. It seems like a step backwards. Clearly, this game was trying to emulate Batman Arkham City, but in daylight. Huh. Um, but when you're webbing yourself through the city, it fails epically. Um, when you are in battle, it looks just like Batman Arkham City, but with the added bonus that you can web people to walls, which they were doing over and over again. They were really excited about that. But at one point, like Spider-Man like missed one of the buildings as he was flying through the city. He slams face first into the ground and then just stands up and continues doing what he's doing. Like They didn't even do an animation of oops or something like that, which, yeah. Uh, it was all very weird. All very weird. But then, the big sony bit was black ops 4 uh which was a major announcement uh treyarch is back uh they're doing new maps um they did say that there was uh they're bringing back nuketown so you know surprise surprise yeah nuketown i know people hate it but i love it normally i would say that this is the exact same game but with new maps however (laughs) uh they had an interview on gamespot with a guy named Miles Leslie. And he was talking about the new health system in the game. Imagine a traditional Black Ops, but with 50% more health in every mode. So even in hardcore mode, you're getting 50% more health. He said specifically that they're doing that because so many people play the game and then they quit because they can't compete because they get shot and die almost immediately, you know, more or less, was his statement. Now, I find that ridiculous, uh, especially in core mode, because if you play core mode, it takes 18 bullets to kill anybody. I don't understand why yeah. you can't run or hide behind something within the span of 18 bullets. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm not a fan of core mode. Oh, my experience playing those games is I always die immediately, but I, I'm pretty good at Halo, but anytime I play Call of Duty or <laughs> Battlefield, I'm just always like... It's just there's so much jumping in Halo. I'm just not used to the other ones, so like I start off and I'm like, "What's going on?" And then I I'm dead, and <laughs> that happens like thirty times in a row. I'm like, "Never mind, I hate this game." <laughs> the only other thing is that they showed off a bunch of different um, uh, special skills that players can have. One of them had a flamethrower. Another guy had radiation, where literally he kind of a knee and began to radiate, literally radiation, and was poisoning all the people around him. So that was kind of interesting because especially in a game of like capture the flag or domination, you know, you want to be able to get in there and control that point. This might be a good way to do that if you have a nice spot to hide. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. I thought it was pretty neat. All right. So next up was Ubisoft. Uh, Again, we're going to go through the games real quick and then talk about one of them. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2, Crew 2, Division 2, Year of the Sequels. Everybody's got a sequel coming out. I couldn't believe yeah, that they game. said that they were going to do Division 2 
The first division, when it launched, was a mess. They finally pulled it together. And now it's got this great active community that is finally coming around. And they're like, screw that one. We're going to do another one because we didn't win another 60 bucks. <laughs> uh, new modes in For Honor. Just Dance 2019, which, of course, is uh, another sequel. Skull and Bones, which I thought was a very interesting and moody uh, pirate game. Uh, it's based in India. Uh, I would recommend the trailer on that one. I would check that out. Uh, there was a lot of um, a lot of good story in that. Uh, no gameplay, but you know, a lot of good story in that. My problem with the pirate games is that you know, like Microsoft just brought out this brand new pirate game where people are just floating around the ocean and putting each other in prison. And it seems like an incredibly boring game. I have no interest to play that. And I haven't seen anybody who's convinced me otherwise. Um, they also had another game called Starlink uh, Battle for Atlas, which was a Star Fox game. Uh, I didn't really get into that. But it's going to be on the Nintendo Switch. And then finally, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I'd like to talk about for a little bit. This one follows uh, the previous Assassin's Creed game, Origins, which was set in Egypt. This one is set in ancient Greece. So I want you to think Peloponnesian War, the Iliad, you know, sailing from place to place in a trireme, you know, that sort of stuff. That that sounds kind of interesting to me, although I didn't play the last Assassin's Creed game. I think I might be alone in this, but I did not like the new control scheme in Origins. I, I kind of was more traditionalist when it comes to Assassin's Creed, and they, they changed it too much. It feels like a different game. It does feel different. I didn't like the way that they changed it. But I do like the theme. Yeah, the theme was great. Yeah. And the graphics are always yes. amazing. Visually, the game is definitely a, a winner, especially this yeah. time around. Um, one of the big things they kept showing over and over again was Greek fire. Um, they have a very lifelike effect where they can hurl flames out of the front of this boat. Ooh. It, yeah, it, hope, it happens a lot. I want to hurl flames. <laughs> Burning stuff is always a plus in a video game. <laughs> so anyway, the entire game revolves around Athens v. Sparta. It will be out on October the 5th, 2018. And then finally, uh, Microsoft had their big thing. Uh, Gears of War 5. Uh, you get to follow around Kate this time. Um, they're adding the original Division to Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass on the Xbox, you will be able to play the Division without having to pay for it. Uh, which was a pretty big announcement. Yeah. Because yeah. normally that's a very expensive game. Forza 7, all they did was talk about graphics. Graphics, graphics, graphics. Now, that kind of makes sense because it's a racing game, but at the same time, uh, you know, give me something, anything plot-related. I'd like to know what it is that I'm racing for, not just, hey, you're getting in a car yet again and showing out another 60 bucks for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Battlefield 5 uh, they were talking a lot about the Battle Royale mode uh, which of course was a big thing at this E3 because um, you know Fortnite and PUBG um, yeah PUBG is I, I found a lot of people who love PUBG yeah oh they're huge they're, yeah. it's it's all the rage and so Battle Royale is a big thing that's coming out like the uh, um, oh Black Ops Black Ops had um, a mode that was Battle Royale, and uh, so did Battlefield Five. Um, Anthem is a new mech game that's coming out. Uh, they did a whole run of FIFA, Madden, NBA. They're all brand new game. Well, not brand new games. They're the same old game with a brand new roster. Um, <laughs> he sounds so disappointed. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> it's the usual from from EA Microsoft. <laughs> 
Unravel 2, uh, which is a platformer, which is an indie. I thought that was kind of neat. Dying Light 2, Kingdom Hearts 3, they talked about as well. Um, sea of Thieves, because uh, they're really trying to promote it. They did not get the launch that they were hoping for. Halo Infinite, which they're bringing back Master Chief and sending him out on a whole brand new like side. It's like a side uh, bunch of missions for that. How do you feel um, about that, Devin? I am still unsure. Because they didn't show a whole lot with that. No, they didn't. Mm-mm. And uh, Halo 5 sucked. <laughs> yeah. Why did it suck? They've really got some... They've got a lot of ground to make up after Halo 5. Um, well, because, like you said, people like Halo or they like Call of Duty. You know, like people yeah. really do fall into those things. And Halo mm-hmm. 5 really just tried to be Call of Duty. Oh. Which, if... Mm. You're a Halo fan. You don't want to play Call of Duty. <laughs> like, and it just, it wasn't good. I feel like also the Black Ops 3 did the same thing. I felt like it was more Halo like. Like, you could jump through the air and do all this boosting action, and then you could actually, like, run across walls. And that was very weird for Black Ops. Like, that was not the game at all. Like, you were very much a soldier in the trenches, and then now all of a sudden you're, like, flying through the air. Like, that was very weird. And I felt like they were trying to mimic Halo in a way. Yeah, I I think a lot of these games have kind of tried to mimic each other and mm-hmm. to some extent I I get it, but I don't know. I I didn't appreciate it. You're trying to steal customers from the other guy yeah. at the same time you're disenfranchising your own people. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. My biggest problem was they took away the ability to have my friends come over and play Halo with me on the couch. You can only have Halo 5 was the first game one person per console. It was bullcrap. Oh, I didn't wow, know that, that sucks. That is sucky. Yeah, Whoa. and that that was awful too. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. The all the game mechanics just fell off. They got rid of uh, local multiplayer, and it, it was very focused on loot crates, which um, Halo had never been before, which mm-hmm. just felt really weird and awkward. Yeah. And, and, and the campaign story really fell short as well. I think it felt like oh, yeah, half the camp- story. Yeah, the campaign story was really bad. So, all in all, I just, I don't know, I didn't enjoy it. I played through it once and never went back. I mean, Halo Infinite, it might be great, but since they just kind of were like, hey, it exists. (laughs) Yeah, now it's like hesitancy. Halo Infinite. Well, and look, just to wrap up the whole E3 thing, let me just say this. Um, Hollywood, for a while, has been uh, incredibly afraid to try anything new. Uh, and so you see sequel after sequel after sequel, you know, um, and this is it's happening on TV. It's happening in the movies. And I feel like the gaming industry has also been experiencing this yeah. tons and tons of sequels from the AAA people yeah. uh, with very few new new IPs. And I think that's a shame. I, I find it ridiculous that there's no other story out there. And especially, you know, take Halo, you know, Halo Infinite. Mm hmm. Why does it have to be Master Chief? It could be anyone else. The reason why it's Master Chief is because they want to sell as many copies as possible, and they're hoping that people who love Master Chief will buy it because they said that Master Chief is in it. Yeah. It's, it's a dude in a suit. It could be any dude in a suit. It could mm-hmm. be a woman in a suit. It could be an alien in a suit. It, you could make <laughs> another game and call it another thing and have it just be just as fun. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, this is my primary gripe with what's happening in the game industry now. Yeah. I don't know. Joe and I have talked about this a little bit on our podcast, but 
Well, there's so much like negativity out there in the the gaming world. I mean, there there is yeah. some positivity, but man, people get really upset about the smallest things, and they just pounce on it. Yeah, and they it's they true. don't let up. The decision making doesn't belong to the people who are involved in the creative process. You know, it's obvious. It's a business. They want to make money, and they only hear the loudest voices, and those are the people who are complaining about all this stuff that really isn't that important. Yeah, I am kind of curious to see some of the new stuff. I mean, Anthem is going to be new, and it's from Bioware. Uh, yeah. A little nervous about it, because it, once again, it's that multiplayer um, weirdness, and I, I'm like, Destiny kind of put me off on that. I, I didn't enjoy that very much, but... It was such a shame, because there was, like, so much hype behind it, and it just failed epically, I feel, on so many levels. It really did. Yeah. So... Uh, but then again, I, I don't know how much of that was, um, the creators and how much of that was the publishers trying to do a cash grab. Cause I think that was my biggest complaint. Like the gameplay was, it was good, Mm -hmm. but, uh, it just felt like it was half a game and every few months they're like, Hey, now we've got another expansion. You should buy that. (laughs) Yeah. That, that will make it better. And I did (laughs) cause I'm an idiot. And then... (laughs) I'm like, well, that really didn't fix anything. Thank you for that. We're going to start. Uh, what's in the box now? What's in the box? Uh, box. <laughs> Sorry, I have a phobia. <laughs> of boxes? <gasps> you should have told me. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say we could have not changed it, really. <laughs> you have case of shelfophobia? That's uh, so rare. So rare. So, so when you read this, you can't use the word box, Grizz. <laughs> <laughs> for the post-traumatic stress kicks in. That's not good. And now it's time for what's on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> All our fans like contact us. What the fuck's that about? <laughs> our weekly segment where I ask my co-host to look around their mental armories and showcase some of their most fabulous accessories that a barbarian could ever hope to love. Fabulous. Everybody ready? Oh, I'm ready. Ready. Joe's ready, too. (laughs) Crestfallen by your comeuppance, you decide that now would be a great time to get back on the road. You wrangle up your gear, strap it onto Molly's thunderous haunches, and head off once again down the path to glory. Several hours of trees and shrubs go by uneventfully. Eventually, it's milking time. So you set up a quick camp for a short rest. The melodic squish, squish, squish of the process soothes your smarting ego. You feel more like yourself. Later in the afternoon, it's time to get moving again. But before you take off, you consult your map. Hmm, could be trouble. You notice that the road you're about to take snakes its way through a very narrow canyon. If someone were so disposed, this would be the perfect spot for an ambush. So you decide to play it safe. You and Molly make your way up a side trail and find yourselves atop one of the bluffs overlooking the canyon. This decision was fortuitous. In addition to the view of the coast, you can clearly see Garrett's Thicket, a thick brambly forest that stands several miles further down the path. Not a bad view. That is, until you look down. You spy something sinister happening in the canyon below. Just as you thought, A collective of bandits is using the canyon to fleece unsuspecting tourists, and they've reeled in their first catch of the day. 
a caravan of stoners heading towards a local music <laughs> festival appears to be today's ATM machine. In their munchy crazed stupor, they had no chance of avoiding this trap. It's a trap. You decide to help turn the tables. You grab several stones and hurl them over the edge. At first, it's only an unwelcome nuisance, but as you continue tossing larger and larger rocks, the bandits find themselves in a pluvious downpour of cliff bits. Simultaneously, several of the hippies seize the opportunity, grabbing sticks and other makeshift weapons. A kerfuffle breaks out. You can say that again. The stoners are getting the upper hand, but a junior mage employed by the bandits starts casting about magic. It's time to end his reign of terror with one of your own. You look around for the biggest rock you can muster. There's a fantastic hunk of stone the size of a book bag sitting at the base of a nearby tree. You rush to it, hoist it up, and haul it toward the <laughs> edge. But then you hear a noise. <laughs> you drop the stone. You draw your samshire. North, east, south, west. Nothing, 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 nothing. Then down. <laughs> the rock is... Speaking. Yes. What is up with this rock, you ask aloud, sheathing your sword? What's up? No, you tell me what's up. What's up? This argument persists. Fifteen minutes go by. Eventually, you and the stone end up fighting over a stick and rolling around on the ground. Exhausted and panting, you lie face up, pondering what crime you committed to cause this series of unfortunate events. The rock plops its way over to your outstretched hand rubbing itself back and forth against your palm in an attempt to get some free loving. What? <laughs> well, then. Yeah, I've had this happen to me that before. That escalated. Oh, did it, Devin? <laughs> After ten minutes of proving you're not taking him for granted, he coughs up an item, covered in a thick, gravelly ash. That's no stone. It's a mimic. My question for you is this. What's in the rock? No. Oh, what's in the box? No, don't say box. He's afraid of box. What's in the rock? <laughs> Maybe come back to me. <laughs> that's that's fine. Joe, yeah. what's in your rock? It's a pair of somethings. <gasps> that's acceptable. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> I'm gonna die. It's a pair of something. Do they both fit in one hand? Um, no. It would it would take it would take two hands to extract the, these two things. Well done, Joe. <laughs> Grizz, I'm gonna need you to grab the other one. Uh, I hold one of a pair. Of what? A pair of what? Dare we ask? They are soft and fuzzy, and they go on your feet. I don't know if I want to put one on my feet. Chris, put this on your foot. I put I put mine on my left foot. <laughs> your left, <laughs> your left foot feels as if it's getting a hug, like but like the kind of hug that you love, like the kind of hug that you get from your grandmother. How's that feel? This is like a four a.m. infomercial. <laughs> good, Joe. Oh, I said you. You also feel slightly sneakier. Ooh, Ooh that's good. Ooh. So my grandmother is making me feel sneakier. That's right. How old, well, your feet. How old is my grandmother? 
By rubbing your foot. <laughs> your grandmother is grandma age? <laughs> it's not really... The age of your grandmother doesn't really have anything to do with it, other than your foot feels like it's engulfed in love. Does it smell like grandma? Um, yes. Ew. Chris, get that off your foot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm half sneaky. Don't touch that. <laughs> I'm sneaky. So on a scale of one to ten, I was about a three sneaky before. Uh, what am I now? Oh, you're at least a five. Ooh. Oh, I'll yeah. be good for avoiding squirrels. You are sneaky. <laughs> What color are the fuzzy? What color are the fuzzies? <laughs> They're pink. Oh. Uh, so it was made by Granny. It clashes with my Samshire. The best Granny ever. <laughs> Do they have anything written on them? There's no writing. When I look, when I flip them over and I look at the soles, is there anything special about them? Uh, the soles look like they would be made to give you a slight amount of traction on a smooth surface. So not really off-roading kind of shoes. No. Can can you climb things, Chris, or or do do jumping jacks or something? I put it back on my left foot and I do jumping jacks. Can I do more jumping jacks than usual? No, but they are much quieter. Plus five to stealth. I like that. All right, CA. What do you got? Well, first I would like to hold the baby mimic stone because mimics are like my favorite thing in the whole world. You do what you got to do. No, oh, I love it so much. I hug it. Cute, I mind. <laughs> Guys, you don't even know how much I love mimics. It's a thing. <laughs> so a ring falls out of my mimic rock. Really? It does. All right. What's the ring made out of? It is made out of alloy and gemstones. Okay. Um, what color is the band? It is a dark silverish color. Can I put it on my toe? <laughs> and we're all going with the feet theme, huh? Yeah, you can put that on there. Go for it. <laughs> <It's> feet. <laughs> all right, so I put my foot in the rock's mouth, and I come up with the toe ring. Um, well, it's not going on your toe. I thought Devin put it on his toe. Yeah, yeah, it's on my toe. Fine, I'll <laughs> be fashionable in some other way. So as Devin puts it on his toe, his foot blows up <laughs> ten times its size. That is awkward. <laughs> A ring of expansion. Yes. You know what they say about guys' big feet. <laughs> no matter what, don't put that ring anywhere else. <laughs> now, no, I've seen that operation. It's not pleasant. But that would be a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> we call that Thread Raiders After Dark around here. <laughs> take it with, take it with you to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. You have to pay $99 for that. Yes, yes, that's extra. <laughs> Tell me, is there an inscription on the ring? Um, it just says, wear wisely. Yeah, should have read it before you put it on. Mm-hmm. Before you put a ring on it. <laughs> <laughs> should have read it before you put the ring on it. Yep. That's, that's, a, sing it. that's a different song. <laughs> Good. Because <laughs> I don't know the words anyway. <laughs> Does the ring have any stones in it? It does. Uh, what do the stones look like? Um, like a dark purple rhinestone. If I look into the rhinestone, do I see anything? Um, <laughs> no, but you do have a really big foot in your face. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, and I'm awfully distracted. <laughs> Should I take this off my foot? 
No, you're now trapped. It's your big toe has swollen to the point where you can't remove. <laughs> the ring is is pretty big now. It's pretty heavy. It's a tough beat, but somebody's got to do it. So, Devin, it's time now. All right. I think we have something in mind. <laughs> I'm just an idiot. Um, <laughs> it, it's soft, but mm-hmm. you also notice when you, you kind of clean off the gook that you, you can't see anything. Ooh, an invisible item. Yeah. So now we have to go by feel. Um, can I feel <laughs> any sort of handle? No, no. Can can I, can you spread it out if you shake it? Does it get bigger? Uh, uh no. When you when you shake it, it 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 starts to make um noises. What kind of noises? Uh, like l- a rattling, little, um, clucking noises, and it it Ooh. starts to kind of move around. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's alive. It is. <laughs> do you think maybe it's like a baby a baby mimic? Oh. Uh, what do baby mimics look like? Oh. Maybe that you don't, don't know. know. <laughs> maybe you don't know what a baby mimic looks like because it's invisible because it hasn't chosen what it's going to mimic yet. Ooh. Oh. Now that I hadn't even actually thought of. Yeah, That's you did. That's cool. Well done. <laughs> Good job, Devin. I'm brilliant. Devin wins. <laughs> yes, that is the winning uh, what's, in the, what's in the rock. Woo. Well I'm done. I'm so smart when I don't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, guys. So now we're going to close out our show. Um, we're going to talk about the upcoming events uh, that are coming up in our lives. Uh, big news uh, in the Thread Raider world. Yes. Uh, CA, what do you got coming up? All right. I will be at Too Many Games from June 22nd to the 24th at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center, which is the weekend coming up. Yeah, we're here. So feel free to hit me up. I usually do a lot of play testing during this convention. So if you have a game that you want play tested or you want advertised, let me know, and I'd be more than happy to help you out during that weekend. Philly Podfest uh, is this weekend and also next weekend. For those of you who might be in the Philadelphia area, you should come down and check it out. Um, basically, it is a podcasting festival where uh, all kinds of different podcasters from the Philadelphia, New Jersey, uh, New York area uh, get together to each showcase their show and record an episode at uh, one of the areas. Um, he's also going to be at, uh, what's the name of that mama's restaurant? The... It's not Tattooed Moms? Tattooed Mamas? Yeah. Uh, he's going to be at Tattooed Mamas on South Street. Uh, I've been told don't eat the cheesesteak, but everything else is a go. <laughs> All right. And then on July 28th is the Thread Raider birthday extravaganza. It'll be yeah. the first year Thread Raiders has existed. I'm really excited about it. We're going to be doing some gaming. Uh, not only just video games, but board games, RPGs, and doing all kinds of stuff. So you can come out, meet us, hang out with us. That would be great. It'll be on the Twitch channel. And then after that, uh, August the 2nd to 5th will be Gen Con. One of the things that Dave always talks about is that he's going to be working with Cobalt Press on a couple of events that are out there. That's correct. And uh, Chris Gear, who is actually a follower of mine on Twitter, stated that Alligator Alley Entertainment will be a Gen Con. So this is a shout out to them, um, Ali, it's A-L-L-I-A-L-L-E-Y-E-N-T. Um, they will be at Gen Con, and I found out about them through Sky Dawn, actually. They reached out to me uh, ah. a while ago, maybe about a year ago, and asked me to play test their game Esper Genesis. 
and they were successful on Kickstarter, and you can now buy their book on DriveThruRPG for 24 bucks. It's actually currently on sale, so I would definitely check it out. Um, if you just want to get the basic rules and find out more about it, um, you can actually get that for free on DriveThruRPG.com. It's a really great core set. You can actually play it with the D&D 5th edition as well. Um, the first three core rule books, it's like 304 pages and contains everything you need. And you don't have to know how to play 5e in order to play the game, which is pretty cool. It is a sci-fi RPG. So for those who like um, flying through space and killing aliens and going planet to planet and being a galactic hero, this would be the RPG for you. So definitely go check them out at Gen Con. Yeah, that's sci-fi, S-C-I-F-I, not sci-fi, S-Y-F-Y, <laughs> because that's SIFI, and we don't have any SIFI around here. No. <laughs> well, and most of us don't. Yeah. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, on November the 3rd, uh, we have our Extra Life fundraiser uh, that is currently live, so you can go to extralife.com, is that correct? And yeah. Yeah. Search for Thread Raiders. Uh, you can donate to any of the people who will be participating. Uh, and, of course, to anyone at all because the, uh, the, the proceeds from that go to help uh, children's hospitals across the United States. Yeah, and on November 3rd, we're going to be 24 hours of gaming straight. We're also going to be doing a silent auction where we'll be giving off uh, amazing products from Bethesda and signatures from famous comic artists um, to help with the cause. We're also going to be doing a tabletop loot RPG game, which is really great. Tabletop loot is one of our sponsors, and we're really looking forward to having them on the show. And they're going to be doing some dice giveaways as well. I will be holding an RPG game uh, where what you donate will determine how the game will change. So you can, you know, donate five dollars and maybe change a oh, dice roll. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, or you could pay $50 to change an alignment, things like that. So it'll be very interactive. So if you want to hold on to your donations for that, you can do that too. But like Riz had mentioned, you can go make a donation today. Every little bit counts, and it all goes directly to Children's Hospital. And with that, that's going to wrap up our episode. First of all, I'm going to thank all of you, our listeners. We really love having you, um, and we appreciate all the support that you've been giving us online. We also want to thank our sponsor, Tabletop Loot. And, of course, Devin and Joe from Nerds from Nowhere. Yay! Do you guys have events coming up, too? We we had CA on our podcast. Yay! <laughs> the, Stevie Steve! So, squared! Definitely, yes. definitely check out that episode. Uh, if you're a fan of Thread Radio, you'll love that. Um, <laughs> and we're, we are going to be at the uh, Salt Lake City Fanex Comic Convention um, at the beginning of September. Um, very cool. nice so we'll we we're there just as guests though so if you want to hang out with us hit us up on twitter and we'll meet up listeners we can't recommend their podcast enough i've actually li listened to uh at least six of their episodes and they are very good um in the oh thank you 33 minute to uh 45 minute range a nice tight uh ship you guys run over there oh thank mm -hmm. you we, and they have we really some appreciate amazing it. guests on the show too yeah you guys do a great <laughs> job with it well, yeah, we, we need to have Grizz on, then we'll have all three. Ooh, got to collect them all. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> and you can find them at www.nerdsfromnowhere.com. That's uh, right. In addition to their Twitter and I'm sure other properties. And for those of you who are listening on iTunes, we would really uh, appreciate a review. It will help others to find us. And if for more information on Thread Raiders, you can find uh, all of our social media properties, Twitter, Instagram, etc. on threadraiders.com. <laughs>